Hola, my name is Dr. Kelly Alvarado Young. You can call me Dr. K. I'm a Latina, mommy, scholar, registered yoga teacher, and mujer cultivating pathways towards healing for BIPOC folk. La brega is Puerto Rican slang for struggle, doing the best we can with the hardships thrown at us and still enjoying life. You are not alone in La Brega. Join me on the Wellness Cheese Chat, where guests co-create a space to share how they incorporate wellness into their lives. We may experience pain, trauma, and hardships as we work to build a more equitable world. That's why it's more important than ever to build a space we can post up with our cafecito to center how we care for ourselves, community, and world. Vamos and welcome to La Brega Yoga Flow and Meditation Wellness Chisme Chat. Dale! Welcome. Today we are featuring Lizleen Pittman on the wellness cheese chat podcast a chance for us to be able to talk about what wellness looks like for uh black indigenous and people of color bipoc and folks who are looking for a specific view of wellness from our individual lens that is informed by how we move in the world as brown and black folk And I really appreciate it. You know, Bell Hooks shared in the book, Yearning, Race, Gender, and Cultural Politics. True resistance begins with people confronting pain and wanting to do something to change it. And I really hope that this can be a space where we get to name the challenges, but also be excited about the hope and how we are using resources and various ways to stay well as an individual, as a group, as a community. And so I'm so excited to have you on here, Leslie, today. You shared your registered nurse, a certified yoga instructor, motivational speaker. And on top of that, you are a wife and a mom to two beautiful kiddos. And so let's just start with the beginning question of, what does wellness mean to you? Well, thank you, Kelly, for having me here. I really appreciate it. So wellness to me means freedom. And when I say freedom, it's helped me realize how free that I can be. There's just now that I've like tapped into myself. And like you said, with the bell hooks, that was a beautiful um, snippet of her, one of her readings, because that is, that is so true. Like, there has been pain with it, like tapping into myself. And with that, I've lost friends because of it. And then I get sad about that. But then I realized like, I needed to leave those people behind. Because if I didn't, I would have still been in the same place. And the same place for me was not being free, not being my true self. And I had no idea what wellness was because I've been a registered nurse. Like that's one of the many titles I have. I've been a registered nurse since 2014. And at that time I had no idea. And I feel like this is a common thing for caregivers in general that you need to take care of yourself. When I was a new nurse, I was just focus on the patient and things like that and listening from the outside, not listening from the inside out. So now that I've realized, oh, 
So by me being able to listen from the inside out, it's helped me to feel more free because I know that what is in like my truest, like my intuition and listening to God. And those are the things that I believe in. It's given me a sense of freedom, which also gives me hope. Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel you on the listening from the inside, right? We have these voices and I'm curious, what were some of those things that the internal voice was telling you about having to potentially change the people, places, things around you, right? Like letting go of people is hard. And especially as caregivers, it's like we put others feelings first. What was it like for you having to put yourself first and have to listen to that internal voice? It was really challenging. And it wasn't like, I feel like now there's more resource like this. I'm not even that old of a person. But I feel like in the past couple of years, there's more resources of like, if this is going on in a relationship, do this, you know, So when this happened, because this happened maybe, okay, it was my being pregnant. I was pregnant with my son. He is now three. And towards the end of that pregnancy, I had a, um, a couple of friends that it just, it was becoming very stressful. It wasn't becoming, it wasn't feeling fun anymore to, to be in the relationship with those friends. I had to let them go. And I actually kind of just ghosted and disappeared off of social media altogether when I first had my son was when I started to find myself, but it was, it was very painful. It was not because, <laughs> you know, when we think of wellness and I said freedom, you're like, oh, wow, that sounds so fun. Like you're free, but with freedom comes a lot of pain and it, it comes a lot of, there's also loneliness because I've realized me choosing to be my fullest, freest self, it's isolating at times. And luckily, there's people like you that I've connected with and, and other people that I've chosen, right? That I'm like, okay, you're on the same wavelength as me, which has made it less lonely. But like that first years, like when I had my son the first year, I wasn't clinically diagnosed with postpartum depression. I forget what I then sought out a therapist because I was just so, so sad because when I think about it, I just let go of two friends, like really close friends. And then I just had a baby. (laughs) And so I was just like, it was so much, um, even saying it now out loud, like how everything went. I hope I'm answering the question right. Your truth is the right way to answer any question what you are sharing, like, you're right. It's those transitions of freedom of waking up and realizing, okay, I am hearing who I need to be and who I need to be called. And sometimes that requires a shift, right? We have a shift of perspective. And there are some folks that are going to jump on with that shift and love you for who you are as that new person. Or it's a time to close the chapter on that time and be able to say, okay, who am I and how do I find my new group of people? And especially like for me as a Latina, it's been about how do I find my new group of people in a way that identifies the world that I want to see, right? A really racially diverse world that comes and especially as you were talking about, you know, the the loneliness that comes with that process. You kind of have to go through 
a little bit of the, okay, I need to re-solidify my foundation. And then who is going to help me build this house that I am so jazzed and excited to live in? So, you know, you talked about like how when you were going through this process, there weren't even that many resources like three years ago, right? Like what are some of those resources that you see now? Like you talked about seeking out a therapist to help. Uh, What are some of those things that you're doing now? I realized that I've always been a resourceful person throughout my life, because <laughs> even when, when I became, when I was studying to pass the boards, you know, to become a registered nurse, I sought out like a, I sought out a, t- a tutor who like helped me pass it first try, um, especially I guess growing up with like, you know, starting with like those the big desktop computer, I've just been tech savvy of like, okay, I'm just going to look it up and go on YouTube or whatever it is. So when my son in 2018, July 2018, and I had my daughter December 2019. <laughs> it was this yeah, it happened. And with, it was after my daughter that it really things started like, yes, with my son and like my the hormones were on uh, really, really high. But then like the hormones didn't even fully leave my body and then I'm pregnant again. So I was very emotional, very sad. And one day I just, I've always listened to like podcasts and like specifically like podcasts, like Black podcasts, like The Read and like The Friend Zone. Like those are podcasts I always listen to, listen to. And they're very good of talking about mental health. And I like to hear it from people that look like me. So I remember Crystal on the read, she's always talks about mental health and she always would mention it. And I remember just listening to it and not thinking anything of it. And then I remember Crystal mentioned Dr. Joy and she would like mention her time and time again. So I started following like Dr. Joy on Instagram, that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, this woman like looks like me. Okay. And then like, I like, one day I went on the website and then, you know, get distracted with something else. And then fast forward, I'm, I have my daughter, and this time now I have two kids now under two, the thick of the pandemic. I'm like at wits and I'm crying in my kitchen, and I was by myself because my husband had to go back to work, and I just felt so lost, and then something was like, you need to go on that website, the Dr. Joy's website, and so I went on there, and I put my zip code in, and because I was like, I need a Black woman therapist. I was like, that's what I, I need you know, we'll see what happens, but that's what I want because that's what I'm comfortable with. And I found that Dr. Joy has like a directory. So it's very easy. You just put in your zip code. If I put my zip code in and then it's like, okay, these are the therapists. And then even you can put your insurance. So if, you know, you have insurance, you put your insurance, like, okay, these are the people, the black women that take your insurance, you go to their website. And then I put my information in and my therapist, I reached out to the therapist. She called me within 10 minutes, if that. It was like just everything worked out. I know you're asking about resources, but this story, like she, she's still my therapist. That was two years ago now. She's still my therapist. And I remember, this was right before the pandemic. So, but I remember speaking with her and she's like, okay, you will come in. We'll do a, a consultation, you know, get a feel for each other. And I was like, okay, I have to bring my, my daughter, my newborn, because I don't have anybody yet really to watch her, blah, blah, blah. And my therapist is like, that's okay. That's fine. 
So I brought her in and <laughs> I think it was the first or second appointment. You know, she could tell I wasn't really fully focused because I'm holding, you know, my daughter. She said, I can hold her. And I was like, you can? And I was like, almost going to cry. And I was like, here you go. And I give her like a blanket and, and she puts her. And then next thing you know, my daughter throws up on my therapist. And I was like, I am so sorry. And she's like, she's a baby. It's okay. It's okay. And I just sat there and I was just like, that story I'll never forget because then I was able to fully like take off the armor. And I was just like, okay. And I was able to sit there and just like really talk with my therapist. And that really was, um, it really was meaningful. And and I've, I've shared that with her and she's like, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, no, but that was, I don't think every therapist does that. Like, I don't think that's in the, in therapy school. Like, yes, therapists are supposed to, to be compassionate, but to hold my child so that I could really like, just let go and talk. It really meant a lot. So going back so, to resources, I was fortunate to find that resource from Dr. Joy's website because I listened to the read. And you know, you listen to stuff and sometimes you just goes into your subconscious and then it floated, you know? So it's so helpful to be able to start finding more and more podcasts, the YouTube, the whatever, where people who look like us, who have a more similar experience are saying, Hey, here it is. And this is what I love about our community as well. Like with Dr. Joy that you were able to go on there and she's not just talking about herself. Right. She's like, all right, I'm going to help you wherever you may be. I can't help you personally, but there are people out there we can get you connected to. And right. It makes that huge difference to know that you got to sit in front of someone who looks like you and who was like, yo, I am going to let you live your fullest life at this very moment without your armor, making it okay to bring your brand new baby. <laughs> you know, there's some people who would be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, right? You know how it is. People yeah. like, uh, in my household, my mom would be like, what? You're leaving your house after 40 days? Yeah. Like, quarantena. You have to be home. I'm like, man, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? So, like, it is such a blessing that you got to find through this list of you would have never known listening from a couple of podcasts to a website to an Instagram to an email to a connection and that is so awesome that you're still getting to work with her now too and and be able to right talk about this and I think it's so important for us as BIPOC folk to talk about mental health and I think that was what really wanted me to do this podcast because like I would talk about it with my brother and I wouldn't talk about it with my mommy or my papi because they're like, oh, no. Mm -mm. And it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, no, you just deal with it. It's called life. And I'm like, yeah. And it is. How do we deal with it in a way that, again, can be healthy to us all? where do you find your hope then as you move forward in everything that you're doing? And, and what does that look like for you? And now that you're starting to really blossom into this beautiful full self of Leslie, where is that hope coming from for you? Yeah, um, that hope, the first thing that came to my mind when you asked me, the hope comes from when I hear like you and other like friends especially friends that knew me before, like, cause I do have a couple of friends that knew me before 
that are supportive because you said something like you know if you still have um there's some people you can bring with you to build this new foundation and i'm lucky to have like like a couple people that like knew me before and they're just like wow and i've had some of those friends that are like you have to you know i just started all of this but they're like you have to keep because you know i'll share sometimes just you know obviously with entrepreneurship it's like there's downs and like it's it's not like glitz and glam and so sometimes i'll share things like you know and they're like Leslie, you have to keep going like you have to do this like for them and they'll say like for me like you have to do this if it's just for me so hearing yeah so hearing people say that i'm just like oh okay <laughs> and um just knowing that it's it's changed like even my family uh, my family's life and my friends like my my you know people are just acting different in a good way and i'm like oh and so not be i'm not saying that in a conceited way i'm just like i see how my friends are acting she she's opening up her own business and she's like, I see what you're doing. And I'm like, wow. And I even get goosebumps like saying that right now because I'm like, I'm just, you know, out here. And she's like, I could just, I just see it. I see how happy you are. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm stepping into myself. So that's what gives me hope because seeing how it's just, it's a ripple effect and it's affecting, you know, I know that it's, this is bigger than me. And uh, I put on their motivational speaker because I, I did give this speech about just finding my voice and like knowing that I've had it all along. And with finding my voice, that has been freedom too. Because I'm like, oh, going back to like what I was saying in the beginning, oh, like I just, and that gives me so much peace. Cause like, if you know, you know, like, you know, cause if, if you don't understand that, like I can't, I can't take on other people's emotions. Cause that's something that can be very challenging and still challenging. Even yesterday, it was challenging for me. But just knowing like, okay, it's not about me. Like it, yeah, that's where I get hope. Just hearing what other people, the compliments that people say. And when I gave that speech to this group of people, people were like sending me messages. Like, I, you know, I see you continuing to speak and, and just share your voice. And I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. And I see that now as, as God, like speaking through those people to me. And then <laughs> when I get these compliments, I sometimes I do a lot of um, which is something my therapist really helped me with. I do a lot of self-talk like out loud. So like when my kids are sometimes my husband might hear me, but he doesn't say anything. But <laughs> so, so most of the time it's like when I'm by myself and when I got one of those compliments like a few days ago about the speech, one of the people sent me a message and she was like, I so see what you're do like, she's like, I see this for you, what you wanted. I then out loud said, I was like, okay, God, I get it. Like I get like, because I keep, you know, like imposter syndrome. I'm like, who am I? Because I don't have like the typical tragedy, like story, at least how I look at myself. So that was a big, something I struggle with. Cause I'm like, who am I? Who am I to be on here talking to people, sharing my story? Like I struggle with that. So I keep getting compliments. And so then I'll like talk out loud. I'm like, okay, God, I get it. I, I get it. I hear what you're saying. I just love you saying that, you know, finding your voice, but you already had it, right? And God is there through all these other people helping you hear the external things that he's probably trying to tell you. And you're like, ah, you good. Like, you can't be. And here he is saying, okay, I'm going to bring some other voices to you 
and that's still me <laughs> saying what's up like listen to me <laughs> you are amazing your story is worthy of sharing uh, i love russell wilson and sierra have this foundation in seattle the why not me right why not me when you get those self-doubting questions of who am i to be doing it it's like why not me and how do we really reframe those questions? Because, you know, whoever it is, whether it's your intuition, God, the spirit, whatever is moving you to think, well, who am I? Why not me? That is that year. I just like to say that because I feel like, and I think this is Michelle Obama, like she had her book becoming and then she did that Netflix special. And something with her that like stuck out to me that I have to keep like reminding myself about. She's like, you know, I, she had a, not a similar story to me, but in a sense, like she grew up in a two parent household. I grew up in a two parent household. Like my life was like, per I don't want to say perfect, but it was like, there wasn't anything from the outside looking in that you're like, okay, everything's fine. Like you got your, both your parents, they both work. I, I forget how she, Michelle Obama said it, but she said something along the lines. She's like, I'm here for the girls that have like a normal, I don't know if it's like a normal life. I'm not good with remembering quotes. As my story evolves, the biggest thing I just want to tell people is like, you don't have to suffer big. And I want to say big in quotes to like seek help and don't wait until like you're in for, you know, my whole thing is like, I don't want you to be in the hospital especially during these times and I know it can be scary too because there's just so much stress we we all are stressed like everybody is right and it's just like our body gives us so many signs and I know that there's there's people out there I know that there's moms out there that are going through things and they they're just ignoring it they're just ignoring it and they're just like no nah, I don't need to go and I'll be fine I'll be fine and it's just I don't want you to just be fine like I refuse that like how you're saying with your parents how your parents like that's just life and it's like there's so much more to life than just being fine like there's more and yes there's gonna be pain that comes you know you gotta like go through the, the tall grass or whatever you gotta go through it but once you comb through it and you're going to be in there for a while, sometimes you might go back and then you, you get out and then you might come, you know, but I just say all that to say is I just feel as mom, we don't have to suffer. Like we, we don't, we don't need to suffer. Yes, I am feeling you a hundred percent on that because break cycles, right? Of economic access to education, we start moving and creating this world for ourselves and our family, and it continues in the next generation. And as Michelle Obama said, our stories are still filled with a, our own personal form of pain, of suffering. It, it's still okay to find help. And I feel like I, I've been thinking about that a lot with my son. I'm like, I'm first generation. I struggled through my life with a, a lot of these you know, quote unquote, big challenges. And some of them, my son will never experience because of my economic status, because my educational status. And I'm like, what is that life going to be for him? Because I still want him to ask for help. I still want him to know his pain is worthy, even though it might not be the same as mine, because I've worked to break those cycles so that his pain is not like mine. And that's, that's part of my motivation, too, is just thinking of my kids. I even think of, like, close family members of mine. Like, 
I'm, it's not just about me, like me creating this business and, and everything. It's, it's, it's for my kids. It's for my family. So like, I'm the example for them. And especially with my kids, like, I just want them to see mommy take care of themselves, you know? And I even like, I'll, t- I'll, you know, I do, I take baths as often as I can. And, you know, real, uh, real mom life, I use my kids tub, like that's the tub we I use. So my son, like, you know, I'll say I'm going to take a bath. But the first few times that I would do it, he was like confused because he was like, that's for me and sister, like, take a bath. Like, why is mommy, like, his? he didn't say all those words, but his face was just like, because what I would do is, okay, you want to come see me take a, like, do set up the bath? Like, you can see me do that. And he's like, okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, be in the bath and just be here for a little bit. And he was like, okay. Like, I know with my mom now looking back, she was good, I guess, with taking care of herself. But as a kid, how I saw it, it was she would always just run away. And in the sense of run away, I mean, like, she would just, if things were too much for her, she'd like go upstairs and lock herself in her room. Or she would like, you know, say, oh, I'm going to run errands and wouldn't bring us. Or in, and if she did bring us, it felt like a burden. So I say that to say the reason that I show my son like, hey, I'm going to take a bath. Do you want to see or help me with X, Y, and Z? Like, you know, because I want him to see like, oh, my mom takes care of herself and I can do that too. Even he's a boy, you know, he can take a bath too if he wants. I'm just showing them that mommy takes care of herself because I feel like that's some, that's the reason I feel like for me, at least that it, I would feel guilty because I didn't see it. And that was something I, you know, and I shared that with my husband too. I was like, did you see your mom take care of her, like do things? And he was like, no, not really. And I'm like, see, like, so, because that would be a, a little bit of strife between my husband and I, because he would be like, you're always doing these. And I was like, yeah, because if I don't, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So I'd explain that to him. And then I asked him the question with his mom, like, did you see your mom? Like, I, you know, I love his mom. Like, she's amazing. But I was like, did you see her take care of her? And he was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, well, this is what I have to do this. If I don't do it, I'm, it's not going to be good. Like, we're going to go back to where, like, where I was just really angry and always just, Oh, codependent. I was very codependent. I've been with my husband for a really long time. So very codependent on him and blaming him and other people for why things weren't working out in my life. So in breaking cycles, it takes repeated work to do it and to build that boundary around this is what I need. The fact that you were able to have that conversation and say, this is how I want to be. And this is the person that I want to you all as a family, as others who are around me to see and experience. I need this and teaching your son, regardless of how young they are, right? They get it. <laughs> like it blows my mind how smart they are where I'm like, oh my God, I did not say that. But how do you know that that's what I'm doing? I'll tell Landon, I'm like, mommy needs to take a shower and mommy loves you. And you're going to sit over there because mommy needs alone time in the shower. <laughs> And he gets, he's like, okay, mommy, take a shower, then Landon. (laughs) And I'm like, sure, sure, Landon, you can come after mommy, but mommy first, (laughs) you know, it's so important to break those cycles and to normalize it. Cause as you were talking, I was like, did I ever see my mom take care of herself? I'm like, gosh, that's a good question. No, 
No, never. Like I remember walking into my mom one time praying and I was like, what are you doing over there? And she's like, oh no, like trying to keep it a secret. I'm like, what? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's a generational thing, right. Of, of who they were in this time, space and place. But yeah, I remember walking in on her one time she's like, oh no, 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 you don't need to see any of this. And I'm like, why? Like, this is so beautiful. And, and now it's something that we actually share together. And I'll be like, I'll be like, ma, you know, I got you this, you know, for what you need to do with your life. Like, cause I walked in on you one time and you put it away and you didn't want me to see it, but I saw that it meant so much to you, you know? Yeah. Oh, look at these goosebumps. That's a beautiful, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's like a black and brown generational, um, like our, our parents' generation where it's like everything is in secret. You don't, you know, you don't tell people your business, but it's like, that's how we suffer. And like, I think that's really beautiful because I wish that I did see my mom do like more things. Like, I don't know what was actually, I guess I not, I do. The, Luther was like one of her biggest, like um, people that she would always listen to if she felt sad, if she felt happy. So like music is a big part of her life and I, she would go to concerts. I remember she, she actually would go to concerts by herself. Um, so that, you know, she was doing that before it was like, you know, because even now people are like, it's okay to, to go out to eat by yourself. It's okay because she didn't, she still doesn't really have a lot of friends and stuff. That's some, this is actually really healing conversation to have because I've had some, like, I've forgiven my mom and stuff, but just talking out loud about she did do the best she could when we were kids taking care of herself. Like now when I look back, because I remember I saw when she was like, yeah, I'm going to go see Luther in concert. And she went by herself. And I forget who, I don't know who watched. I don't remember who watched me and my sister, but I remember she <laughs> She did go and she had a really good time. I do remember that as a kid, like observing that. So I did see certain things that she did to take care of herself. As a kid, I didn't understand that was what she was doing because she didn't, she didn't tell me, you know, she was just like, I'm going to do this, but she didn't explain the reasoning why. And, you know, she didn't know that she had to do that. And, and that's the beauty, right? Of getting these, uh, like you said, these healing conversations to reflect back on what did that mean at that moment in time? And also to understand the context that the people we loved, you know, the people who raised us now to start for yourself and your family and get to really influence your children and be like, okay, this is why it's important for you to know specifically and explicitly and be able to share that with other moms that it is okay to do this because in a world of, you know, the Instagram perfect where you see all the moms out there, like having it together. And it's so beautiful. Like, I was like, we're good. We're good. Live your best life over there. I know that's not what it really looks like, but those five seconds for that picture. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Cause it's literally five seconds and then it's madness right after that that picture <laughs> time is coming to a close so I do want to ask you know what consejos or advice do you have for others to consider as they're going through their own wellness journey and you know for you as you found your freedom and continue to choose every day to be free 
I specifically talk to moms. So for moms, I would say take one minute, if that's all you can, when you wake up and just breathe, like just breathe, just start there, start there, taking one minute and breathing with intention and then start your day. And then the second piece of advice, and this will be the last thing I will say is how we were talking about how I show my son, how I do self-care. Show your kids self-care. Like, don't just lock the door on them. <laughs> like, you know, be like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, show them. And then be like, okay, now mommy's going to, like, close the door and lock it. And obviously, you know, make sure they have somebody caring for them on the other side. But, um, like, show your kids your self-care. They don't have to participate with, with you. Like, don't always be like, okay, we're going to paint nails together or we're going to, you know, do whatever together. Don't, don't be like, okay, I'm going to hang out with my kids and do self-care because that, that's not self-care. But show them, like, this is what mommy is going to be doing. I'm doing this because it helps me um, feel less stressed. You know, like, talk through it with them so that they can understand. And it, you can start at any age. Like, my kids are two and three. And so that's the biggest thing is showing them because like we both were saying, like, we didn't really see our parents doing it, or we would maybe see them do certain, we would maybe see it in secret or in hearing music or whatever. And we're like, oh, okay, but we didn't understand the why. And then here, I'm going to speak for myself, here I am. I'm like, now I feel would I had to work through the guilt of like, why am I feeling guilty? That is super helpful. This idea of just taking a minute to start the day breathing. It is the one thing that we do consciously and subconsciously and allowing ourselves to fill our body, our brain, our heart, our spirit with whatever it is that we need. And then move on like one minute. It's not a lot. And it can feel like a lot sometimes as a mom. <laughs> yeah. At first it can, at first it can, it can be like, oh my God, this is the longest minute ever. But then the more you do it, you're like, that's it, you know? So, well, Leslie, I love this time together. And, you know, if you want to share with those who are listening, how can we find you? How can we learn more about you? And how can we potentially work with you? Um, my Instagram handle is at Leslie Pittman. I'm also on Facebook, Leslie Pittman. Um, when you go on my Instagram, there is like, you'll go to my link in bio and there is for my, for my mom friends, there's a, a free guide. It's just like a, a five minute where I walk you through breathing with me. So that is one way you can like instantly get in contact with me. So just go on my Instagram at Leslie Pittman, click the link in bio, you'll see the first link and then you can download the free guide. That's it. And I'll include all of these links in the show notes. So this way, folks that are listening can go ahead and click like, follow, share all the amazingness that you have. Ya llegaste al fin. Thank you for joining me and our guests for some chisme on how we can embrace wellness as BIPOC folk. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at labregayoga.com. New episodes will be dropped the first and third Thursday of the month. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join me for another episode of Wellness Cheese Mitch Chat. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and all things wellness. Send me a DM and you can find me on Instagram at Labrega Yoga. Hasta la próxima. Nos vemos. Ciao.